0: Good morning. This is Kurt Francom in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm walking. My wife always says that these uh, these episodes never turn out well when I'm like distracted, like walking somewhere. So, But it's just the way it is. Sorry, dear. Um, I'm actually downtown because I'm going to the Moral and Ethical Leadership Conference that's put on by BYU Management Society which I'm looking forward to. Last year I was blown away by the quality of it and so I'm uh, excited to go again this year with my, with somewhat, some level of expectations this time. And they actually asked me to introduce one of the speakers so get some stage time and bring some attention to leading LDS which is, I never turn down that opportunity to, to preach our message preach our mission, and invite people to be a part of it. So I wanna make, I wanna answer a question that someone asked me, Jeremy is his name, and he sent me an email. And he asked the questions, uh, how can we effectively involve young men in the ministering interviews? And uh, I thought this was a decent question, I think something that many leaders are contemplating and thinking about. But here's, uh, and he asked if I had any thoughts on this, right? And the short answer is, to be honest, uh, man, not not really. <laughs> and here's here's the thing. I mean, in a perfect, like, 1950s LDS video, you would see the elders quorum president knock on the door, and, and they would walk, and they'd sit down with uh, the, the ministering uh, companionship, you know, one being a good priesthood brother, and and then the other being a, um, a young man who is his companion, right? Well, and that's obviously very easy if it's a father-son companionship, since they live in the same house. My experience as an Elder Scorn president with, um, with doing ministering interviews, as you can read about in my book, A Culture of Ministering, which is for free at leadinglds.org, is I haven't, I haven't really worried about it. I haven't worried about getting the full companionship together in a room because would, it, would I like to do that? Sure, it would be ideal. It would be great. But I guess my thoughts being is that sometimes we can really, we can overcomplicate the process, which is only going to frustrate us more than help us. And so, you see I'm kind of struggling with this one. Because yeah, on paper, yeah of course we should have like every ministering interview with both companions, especially if young men are involved. But I think it's a good opportunity to remind us that we that leadership is um, gets more difficult the more people you're trying to lead, right? Or becomes less personal, and in my opinion, those ministering interviews have to be super personal. And yeah, if young men are involved, great. But if they're not, I feel like that's okay too. Um, now, because the the guidance is to have a ministry interview, you just have to meet with one person in the companionship within a each quarter, right? And I just don't feel like like bending over backwards, doing all this coordination to get both members of the quorum there. I mean, if you, if you want to do it, great. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But my goal is doing ministering interviews is I want to make it as easy as possible for all involved. The less friction there is, the more likely it will happen. And so, what I do is what I call the cable guy strategy, where I just tell my quorum, well, I split my quorum up into districts, so we have five districts, and then I, each week my secretary emails up to everybody in a particular district and says, President Frankum." oh, here comes a street sweeper, let me pause it here for me. Okay, I'm now on the dedicated grounds of Temple Square, man. Love this place. Anyway, so the Cable Guy strategy, we email one district in my quorum. There's five of them. And each week, a district gets a, an email that says, um, President Franklin will be out between one and three doing ministering interviews. Let us know if you're not available. And rarely does anybody report back. Um, and then I just start knocking doors, okay? Now, of course, we could take the extra, because, sorry, let me back up. I think what a lot of elders' homes are doing right now is they're passing around a a scheduling sheet, encouraging everybody to sign up for a time, maybe they're meeting at the church, and then they want their companion to get there, right? And so, just that different approach, like consider extra dynamics it brings to it. The person has to like put it on their calendar. He has to get to the church. He may have to figure out how to pick up his companion. And and then the, the secretary is like juggling the schedule. He is, um, you know, maybe making reminder calls and then people get behind schedule. I mean, you see it in, fast, or in uh, tithing settlement, right? That um, you just get behind schedule, then you're playing catch up. And so... The way I look about it, the best thing you can do as an elders quorum president or as a Relief Society president is make this process so simple. So simple. And by doing that, because now the elders of my quorum, they just get that email like, "Huh? Oh, okay, I'll hang out in my gym shorts between one and three on Sunday. And then I knock on the door and it happens. And then it, it's more likely to happen again and again and I'm actually meeting with, with more people um that way than than I would by putting on the circus of scheduling. And so how can we make ministering interviews more effective for young men? Now that I've gotten that spill and you can see I'm thinking out loud and that's just what these uh, episodes are about. but to step back, um, maybe make note to listen to my interview. With Mark Matthews, which is coming out a week from this Sunday, he talks about priesthood keys. In my opinion, the best way that you can involve young men in the in ministering interviews is to involve their quorum president. And maybe your time as a quorum president could um, could be in training the deacon's quorum president, uh, teacher's quorum president, the priest's quorum first assistant, right? Sitting down with them maybe even once a quarter and training them on how to do a ministering interview and encourage them to go visit those, those young men. Because sure, I mean, the keys, the responsibility of administration and keys maybe lie with the elders quorum president, but what a great opportunity for the young men to leverage the keys, the priesthood keys that they have as a quorum president and and meet with them, right? And maybe they can do it with you, maybe not, but again, that adds another level, another layer of complexity to it. And so turn it over to them and I would just say like, meet with them once a quarter and say, okay, how many people are in your quorum? Great, you know, obviously you could involve a member of the young men's presidency in this discussion, Um, maybe once a quarter having a a breakfast at your house, invite the Young Men's Presidency and all the quorum leaders and their their counselors and say, listen, I wanna involve you more in the ministering interviews. And and then walk them through it, okay? Billy, you're gonna meet with Joseph. Um, Just pick a Sunday and tell your quorum that you're gonna be stopping by between one and three and then knock on their door and this is what you'll do. You'll take your advisor with you He's not going to say anything unless you need his help. You're going to sit down with uh, Joseph, and you're going to ask him these five questions about ministry, right? And what a great opportunity for training future elders form presidents. So those are my thoughts. I just, I know that people are going to stand up at a priesthood meeting, and I think this is why um, Jeremy was asking this. Yeah, I think he's putting on a presentation. It's easy to stand up in a priesthood meeting and, and sort of, encourage the leaders to really make the system over complicated like well yeah I mean we can't leave these young men out we got to make sure they're they're meeting with their companion and and don't you ever skip it don't you ever meet with the companion unless you have the youth companion with you and I mean you're this is an opportunity for him like to me that just overcomplicates it when it could be so easy once a, once a quarter just meet with the young men's presidency all the uh the the presidencies and their counselors and uh, deacons, teachers, priests. I guess you could invite the bishop as the, the priest quorum president and just create a simple training opportunity and then have them go out. And then you just report back to them, Hey, did you go, did you go see Joseph? How'd it go? What well, was hard, right? And what a great opportunity. And I just want to mention as I'm talking about this, I'm standing between the two statues of the restoration of the Uranic priesthood and the restoration of the Melchizedek Priesthood. On a beautiful morning in downtown Salt Lake, on a quiet Temple Square, somewhat quiet as the grounds people are running around or running lawnmowers, but how grateful I am for not only the restoration of authority and priesthood, but how grateful I am for the restoration of keys that allow us to direct that authority.